Hey guys, it's Elena. Welcome back to 20-something. This is the podcast on croissants, cappuccinos, and corporate life. Documenting all things pre-retirement and proving that brunettes have more fun. I wanted to do a fun little episode for you guys this week. I've been thinking about fashion and style a lot lately, and it's not one that like I've talked about a lot on the podcast, or even I've looked for other podcasts on fashion, and there aren't a ton that exist. Like it's not by any means a saturated space because like it doesn't really fit the medium. The medium of podcasting doesn't really lend itself or isn't really the best for fashion and style content just because it's so visual. It's weird to talk about fashion in something like audio where it's where that that's the only medium, but I want to experiment, kind of see what I can do with it. I've been thinking about fashion and style a lot lately because partly because I've been more social like I've been going out more lately with friends with my friends and with somebody special who's in town so naturally like the more opportunities that I have to dress up the more thought I'm putting into what my style is and also the more time I'm spending observing other people's style when I'm out and noticing more of what I like and what I don't like so I'm sat down here I want to give you guys the juice I'm here with my three beverages as always. I have my Diet Coke, I have water, and I have a cold brew. I don't know what the rule is about like when you're allowed to start ordering cold brew when it's too early. I know it's February when I'm recording this, but I got a cold brew because it's one of those days where it is unreasonably gorgeous and sunny and warm out in Chicago. We have a bunch of days coming up that are like 60 degrees Fahrenheit. So I'm so happy living my best life and ordered a cold brew to commemorate. But I'm sat down here ready to rumble with my three caffeine sources. I want to give you guys three tips. Or I don't know if tips is even the right word, but three principles really that changed the way that I dress. These are like the pillars of what I'm thinking about or what I want to think about when I get dressed and when I'm shopping for clothing. So I hope you enjoy. And if you do, rate the show and leave me a note in the review section telling me what you liked about this episode. But without further ado, these are the three things that changed the way that I dress. Number one is focusing on fit and material as opposed to just the style of like what looks good or what is trendy. And this is both like when you're putting together an outfit, getting dressed, piecing things together, but also when you're shopping for clothes, like focusing on fit and material is, is what I want to be the driving force of like, why am I buying something or why am I putting something on? And is it going to look good? This also naturally, the reason this works is that it leads you to buy higher quality and like more timeless pieces. If you're paying attention to the fit and material and not just, do you like the style of like how this thing looks? Because then what happens is that instead of being preoccupied with buying the trendiest thing this season because of what it looks like, the style, the color, the logo, blah, blah, blah. Instead, focusing on fit and material forces you to buy higher quality pieces. Not necessarily more expensive, but higher quality. Like the natural consequence is that if you're buying something that's made with good material or that fits you impeccably well, or that is well tailored to your body, it usually means you're likely buying something that's higher quality. And again, maybe it's something that's a little bit more expensive, but not always. I actually think that buying for fit and material and quality does not necessarily mean buying more expensive pieces. 
Because sometimes, ironically, like the trendiest clothing items that are trendy because of the brand name or or whatever the hell, they're expensive, but they can still be a horrible fit to your body or they can still be made from cheap material. Trendy things are not always made by high fashion houses. Sometimes they're made by celebrities or influencers who know nothing about clothing as a craft. Whereas on the contrary, some of my favorite clothing items, I swear, were made by completely unknown clothing makers. Like no brand name, you wouldn't recognize it, no distribution, have no idea where I got it. It's like the tiny little shops that you accidentally saunter into in a foreign country because they have AC and you're dying in the heat. And the shop is like 200 square feet total and everything is made by hand. But ironically, like those are the places where you find the best pieces that are super well made or that fit your body magically like perfectly well and you spent like 30 euros on the thing. I love things like that. One thing I've learned is that the best clothes do not have to be made by these mass production fashion brands. They just have to be made by people who know clothing. I think my single most worn item is probably this pair of white linen pants that I found the same way, like somewhere in Europe randomly. The gold anklet around my ankle that I wear every single day is the exact same thing. Like I picked it up from a street vendor in Lisbon, but it's like those things are become like your absolute go-tos. Like nothing that you buy because it is trendy or because somebody you saw somebody else wearing it and wanted to hop on the trend. None of those pieces will become your go-tos, but the things that fit you incredibly well or that are super well-made with like a material that you love, those are the things that you're going to keep going back to wearing. So my point is style becomes more fun when instead of impulse buying the first thing that you see because you like how it looks, you put more time and attention into making it a mission to build a wardrobe that is 100% you, that like fits your style and you perfectly and that nobody else could wear. When you make it a mission to find the highest quality, timeless pieces that fit you perfectly and build that like capsule wardrobe. Think of it like a collection because I promise you, like you probably have, if you think about it, you have a few items in your closet that you can't get enough of, that you're obsessed with, that you wear all the time, that every time you put them on, you feel amazing, you look incredible that the quality hasn't worn out over time. But I would guess that like most of us have these closets where 10% of our clothing we wear like 90% of the time. Like there's some tiny fraction of your closet that you keep going back to on loop and then the rest of the 90% you never touch. What I'm trying to do is I want to move toward a closet where that 10% is 100% of my clothes. Like I want to build a closet where 100% of my clothes are the things that I want to wear all the time. Naturally, that's going to mean moving towards a smaller closet, like a more minimalist wardrobe. But I like that. Like I want quality, not quantity. And I want timeless pieces that are exactly my style and that look and feel amazing on me, not on anybody else, on me. When I say that I want quality clothes, I think that fit and material is like the metric of how I measure it. Like, that's what I'm really saying. When I say I want something of quality, what I'm saying is I want fit and I want material. And material changes with your tastes. Like, there isn't just good and bad material. It's what materials do you like. And if you don't know, you can make a palette of the materials you like. You can figure it out by taking photos of the things that you notice that you're attracted to. Fit is also personal. Like, you have to know your body. And that takes time. Like, I'm definitely still trying to get to know what kinds of things 
work with my silhouette, like what works best with my body shape. And it takes time and it takes attention. But one thing that helped me is like, I try to take photos of my clothes and notice how they fit on me. So like if you take a full body outfit photo, you can kind of see how the thing falls on your body shape and whether it works or not, or you'll start to notice the kinds of cuts that really work well with you. Even like I ask my friends, like what kind of cuts they think suit me well, just to get an outside perspective. So like me, for example, I like things with like an open neck because I really like my collarbones and I, I love the feminine look of like having your collarbones showing or a little bit of shoulder. So I buy a lot of long sleeve pieces that are long sleeve, but that have a wider scoop neck so that it still shows my collarbones. But that took me probably two or three years to figure out. So my point is you can kind of experiment. It takes a lot of time to figure out what works, but there's also a lot of stuff written about this on the internet and on YouTube. So you can figure out what shapes of clothing complement your body the best. If you're just willing to like invest a little bit of time Make it a hobby, make it like a game to craft a collection that is perfect for you, that represents your style 100% and of pieces that just fit you like hell that you look amazing in every time you put on. So I've been making a hobby of that, but I think in general, like I said, focusing on fit and material, I've noticed are like the, those are the pillars. That's like the fundamental underlying principles of that's what I want to have as top of mind when I'm choosing what to wear and when I'm choosing what to buy. The second tip is actually my favorite and I forget even who I heard this for so I don't know who to credit for this but is the idea of pairing one feminine piece with one masculine piece to achieve the perfect balance in an outfit. This could also be interpreted as pairing one form-fitting item with one like looser kind of baggier item but never two of the same to get the balance. So for example like is if your top is more form-fitting, wear baggy pants, wear something casual, wear like cargo pants or linens or wear a long maxi skirt that kind of flows or like falls off your hips. You get the point. And vice versa applies. So let's say you're wearing something form-fitting on the bottom or if you're wearing a tighter dress, switch it up with, with the other item by throwing like a baggy blazer over it or throw a jacket over top, something oversized. I love this because the result is you look so much more effortless. Like if everything on your body is tight, it it looks like there was too much effort involved. If everything you're wearing is baggy, then you're kind of, your silhouette gets swallowed up and it looks a little bit too messy. But if you pair, if you find the balance between like something tight with something baggier and you switch it up like that, that simple rule changes everything. I swear my favorite outfits always satisfy this where it's the balance between something oversized and something form-fitting. But also like the way I like to think about it is pairing a feminine piece with a masculine piece. And I love this because it's the idea of like pairing two things together that you don't think should go together. For example, if I'm wearing like something like a street style outfit that's kind of more masculine, I'll wear high heels with it because those two things don't sound like they should go together, but it always, it just ends up balancing the outfit in a different way where you kind of look effortless. It's the same idea as like, let's say you're wearing a a long bodycon dress that hugs your figures, throw over it like a men's oversized blazer or a men's oversized jacket looks so sexy because those two things don't look like they should pair together. It almost looks like you threw your boyfriend's jacket over top of your dress. I don't know why or how it works, but that simple rule changes everything. And I swear all of my favorite outfits satisfy this. Pair something form-fitting with something looser hanging. Like never have both of the same. 
sorry, I need to stop for a sip of my cold brew. But that one is a good segue to the last tip, which is that you should always, in your outfit, when you're getting dressed, you should always have one thing left undone. The rule I try to follow is like the hair makeup outfit rule. Of those three things, hair, makeup, outfit, one thing should always be left undone. Don't have all three of those looking perfect. There's an incredible book that has some pieces on this called How to Be Parisian. It was a book written by like a friend group of like four French women. Incredible book. Has some really good like punchlines. It's a cheesy title, but again, the book is good. And there's a page about how some of the most beautiful things are the details that are accidentally left forgotten. Forgetting to wear a bra in the summertime or wearing a black bra under a white shirt so you can kind of see like two notes and a sheet of music or something. But the hair makeup outfit rule is that of those three things, you don't want all three of them to be perfect. One should kind of be disheveled or one should be left undone. So for example, if you're wearing an outfit that is snatched and your makeup is done and looks incredible, leave your hair messy. If you're wearing a more casual, like baggy outfit, something like more street style-esque, then you can have your hair and makeup done well, and it'll be a good contrast to the, the, the messier outfit. The point is, the most beautiful things somehow are like when one thing is left undone. The most elegant person is actually not the one who's dressed perfectly and presentably with like every single meticulous detail nailed down to the nines. That also requires too much effort. Like sometimes you can still be elegant when you kind of look like there was zero effort or when you didn't put that much thought into having everything perfect about how you look. Like you almost want to look good on accident. Like you're an elegant person when you can still have details that kind of look disheveled about you. When your hair is messy from the wind or you forgot to put on makeup that day or you're wearing big sunglasses to cover the bags under your eyes from the night before. Your sweater's a little bit too baggy and like falls off of your shoulder a little bit without even you noticing. Like sometimes those are the sexiest details, especially like I'm talking about women's fashion here because that's what I can speak to. But when I notice beautiful women, they don't look perfectly presentable. Like there's, I love the idea of leaving a couple things left undone. And that actually makes it more beautiful than if everything was looking perfect. Sometimes the sexiest thing is, again, it's not about looking perfect. It's about having a few things left imperfect, but still moving elegantly and giving off this aura of nonchalance regardless. So that's a fun way to apply it is like hair, makeup, outfit. Don't feel like you have to have all three nailed down. Like leave something left undone. And if you want to, forget to wear a bra on accident or on purpose. I leaned more into my style when I embraced kind of looking messy sometimes. So for example, like my hair is a fucking mess 100% of the time. It looks like my mother birthed an actual lion cub. Like if I had a celebrity lookalike, it would probably be Mufasa. I almost said Pumbaa. It would, it would be Mufasa from The Lion King. My hair is a mess. It's impossible to tame. It would, if I tried to get my hair to look like perfectly pinned straight, like a Pantene commercial, it would probably take three hours and I don't have the time. And I let go of that a long time ago. So I actually like embracing the fact that my hair is an absolute mess 100% of the time. And that became like a signature part of my style. The same way, like there are girls who really pull off street style. These beautiful women who like pull off a pair of sneakers, baggy pants or a graphic tee, like no other. 
something like that, even if it's not perfectly feminine or put together, sometimes it's those little details or the things left undone or the things that kind of look out of order that become a signature part of your style. And that's what style is. Like style is not about looking perfect or looking like everybody else looks on the street or like how you're supposed to be dressed to look like you're on a magazine cover. I think style is about the little details that maybe don't look good on everyone or that not everybody likes, but it's you. And it's you and your style and your taste and it's what you like, so you do it anyway. I love those details. So those are the three things that underpin like how I think about fashion and how I think about style. And it's very much iterative and something that I'm still exploring, but that's part of the fun of it. Like part of the fun of fashion is experimenting and trying to figure out what you like and what you don't like and what looks good on you and what looks terrible on you. And it's okay if you go through a few outfits where you looked like absolutely terrible that night, but it's all part of the process of getting to know what you like and what you don't like. Part of what's fun about going out a little bit more lately is I noticed that most of my inspiration doesn't come from things I see on the runway or in magazines or even on social media. It often comes from seeing people out like on the street in real life because you see then not only the clothes and how they paired it together, but how it fits them and how it falls on them as they move and how they walk and whether their attitude fits the outfit or not or whether their outfit fits the atmosphere of where they are, what they're doing, what the restaurant looks like. And that's actually what's fun about it. Like that's when you realize that fashion and style are more creative than you thought. Like it's not just about getting dressed. It's also how you wear the clothes and how the clothes reflect you and who you are and what you like. I hope you guys enjoyed and I hope you're having a beautiful Thursday. I will talk to you guys next week. Ciao. Okay, one last ask for me. One of my goals going into this year is to bring more cool people to the podcast. So if you can try really hard to think about how you first found out about 20-something, however it was, whether a friend sent you the link, whether you saw it on socials, it would help me a lot to know how you ended up here. And more importantly, if you can do that same thing to bring one more person to the podcast. If your friend told you about it or sent you the link to an episode, do that. If you saw it on someone's Instagram story, post a story. Whatever it is, I would love if you shared and I'm excited to grow this community because my listeners are pretty cool and I want to bring more people like you to the podcast because we're building a really cool group here. So I love you guys so, so, so much. I hope you have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next Thursday. Ciao.